Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bikini Body Podcast. I'm your host, Allegra Paris. Dalton could not be with us. Um, it's very exciting news, though. He got a promotion at work, but he had some work stuff that he had to handle. So I came in here, came in hot, and I will be doing two solo episodes. This first one, I'm going to cover just a little bit about myself because I think it's important to know like who you're listening to or like maybe what credentials the person you're listening to has also kind of how I got into it I get that question a lot how I got into being a trainer I also get the question of how I got into modeling a lot a lot a lot so I will answer that too and then the second part of today um it'll be a quicker episode but I'll address all the little TikTok drama that's been going on because there's a lot of like hate comments and I really want to explain to the people that do train with me and so on, like what those comments mean. But okay, so we'll dive into it. I guess I'll just talk about myself quick. So you guys get it, because I'm the same way. If I'm listening to advice from someone, I just want to know what their background is. So in 2016 or 17, I had an ex-boyfriend who was studying to get his National Academy of Sports Medicine personal training certification. And I'm like, well, okay, like I'm gonna study with you because we just like, did everything together. This was a long time ago. And I started going to group fitness classes at the same time. And I'm from like the middle of nowhere in upstate New York. So we didn't have group fitness classes. So I couldn't believe how cool they were. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. Like the cool kids in the class. Like it just was so cool to me to go into a Barry's or a Tone House. So I started to kind of fall in love with like group fitness in the New York City level. And then also um, anatomy and basic training, basic studying of muscles. So I started to study with my ex and then I passed my thing. I passed the certification. I got it. So the one, the funny thing with the NASM cert is that you don't really, you don't get taught how to be a trainer at all. It teaches you how to detect imbalances in the human body. So it's almost like a physical therapist certification, although that takes obviously a lot more schooling, I understand, but you would like get a client and be able to detect like anterior like pelvic tilts or just general imbalances, which is super, super fascinating. So I learned that. I learned just the basic understanding of actually how some, a lot of people should start their training with balance work and then move into weight training, which a lot of people don't do. And then they have balance issues. I got that certification just kind of on my own, uh, with a textbook. And then I began personal training in person in New York city. So that was really cool. You learn right away how to work with people. Um, I worked with men, women, women like post baby. And I have so much more, you know how this goes, but I have so much more understanding and experience now that I wished I had then to help those people. Um, because I was brand new. Um, that was kind of crazy. So now I'm personal training. I kind of have that under my belt. I'm like 23, 24. Four. There's a gym opening, a boxing gym in New York City, um, but it was a group fitness studio that had boxing, treadmill, and weight room. And they only picked six trainers in New York City, and I got it, um, which is insane. It says I didn't actually know how to box that well before that class, and I box now. But so that whipped me. That whipped my ass. Like they took me from nothing and helped me learn how to be a group fitness instructor for three full sections, like not just two. Do I think there should be three in a class? No, that was a little crazy. And I also was forced to go to voice lessons uh, because (laughs) I don't know if I, we should block this out. No, it's not, it's fine. But the owner was just like, no, you're annoying. You need to fix your voice. And I was like, okay, well, send me to voice lessons. So that was really cool. I learned, I literally was forced to take voice lessons and breathe properly. I really do hold my breath a lot. And I had a higher pitch voice because basically they wanted us to teach three parts without talking too much. I mean, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Then COVID hit. So I had that under my belt for a bit. Um, Actually, I chose to leave that studio anyways. Then COVID hit, went virtual with my training. So by now I've been in it in the game like four or five, six years. 
Um, again, looking back, if I just wish, of course I had this expertise, then I would have just done better in all those things. But again, those are like my learning stepping stones. Of course, that's when I got my national Academy of sports medicine, nutrition coaching certification. That was incredible. I think really, really great. Like right to the point. I know so much about food. Um, with that certification legally, I can't give someone a specific meal plan, like a nutritionist that takes a lot more schooling, of course. And I never want to take that from a nutritionist. Like they literally got, you know, degrees in college. Um, so with nutrition coaching, I can give suggested meal plans, which I do a lot of. That's why I sometimes get nervous with giving you guys your macros in the DMS. Like I'm going to do it, but you know, I guess I'm not so supposed, uh, it's fine. I can't like prescribe you a meal plan, but I can give you a suggested one. So that certification was incredible though. Like I know so much about food so much more. Okay. And then during, Oh, okay. Let's rewind before COVID. I, this is a big part. Actually, I studied at a stretch therapy facility in Tribeca in New York city. And there I was studying to become a stretch therapist. They put you through a really, really intense four month long course, like full day. Like I was in school again and you have to memorize every muscle in the body and like the full name of the real muscle, not like what we call them, like gastronemius, like just insane. And then you had to know how to stretch it progressively, progressive dynamic stretching. So then when I'd have to go in and stretch my co, you know, students. I have an insane understanding of every single muscle in the body because I had to, it was so hard because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then I kind of found out at the end, like the pay and just the way that the whole dynamic of the, where I'd be working just did not align. And I'm like, um, I don't know that I want to do this for a living. Also like stretching big men is like really, really hard. Like you're, I'm was sweating, like picking up a 250 pound guys, like, like hammy to stretch it. I'm like, I'm, I need a lot more money for this. Like this is too is really hard. Um, and it's crazy. Like it's a really crazy situation. Okay. So that gave me just an insane understanding of muscles. Okay. So now then I went and got my nutrition coaching certification. Now it's virtual. I'm learning how to like see people through FaceTime, which is kind of interesting. Like I can look at anyone through FaceTime and know if their form is right or wrong. I think just from doing that for so long during COVID, I taught classes a little bit during COVID, but that did not stick. So the, the virtual person or the one-on-one -on -one was like huge for me. Just giving people that like one-on-one -on -one time energy. I had so much practice giving them their macronutrients. We would do before and after photos, measurements. That's where I understood that the scale is just so not important. And it's all about measurements and photos, especially for me not being in person with them. Post COVID, where are we at? Recently, I just got my prenatal postpartum fitness specialist certification. So that was like a new passion of mine. Because, um, I had a, I had a, two clients through pregnancy three clients like post baby, um, using their baby Cause I still do the virtual. So they're like using their baby as their weight. Like they're, they're in the home with the baby. Like that's my kind of became my newfound passion because just seeing like these women that are so tired and they're so like, they're pushing their body so hard and they still are getting that workout in. Like, I just was like, wow, I'm inspired. Like I need to go get up and work out. I have no excuses. Like this is crazy. Um, okay. So those are my certifications. What else? Oh, this one's random, but I'm actually like certified in the Theragun because when it first came out, like first came out, of course it went to New York city and they selected 20 like top trainers of New York city. I was not selected, but I somehow got in the class, <laughs> like should not really have even been, I don't know, but I was given a Theragun with my name on it and I sat in a four hour long uh, class on percussive therapy. So I actually know a lot about any kind of per percussive therapy, Theragun, hypervolt, hyper, uh, whatever. So there's that. 
I've done some like yoga training, the stretching, as you guys know. And then I was always a runner. I'm training one of my clients to break the five minute mile. So I have a lot of experience with like training someone through running my ex being an athlete. I worked with his trainer to learn how he trained him on his running and then boxing. I just have my own coach for that. So I don't, I guess, I don't know if this is really boring or not, but that's basically everything. If you guys have questions on anything else uh, specifically, but Honestly, I've just been doing it now for so long too, which is awesome. Like it's, I don't know, eight, seven, eight years. So I'm feeling good. Like, so that's why we can move on to the next part that I wanted to talk about. It's really not real drama at all, but it's so funny. So on TikTok, it's crazy because when you have a video go viral, it it has a lot of negative usually, but then a lot of positive is in like people following and joining on the app and they're really excited. The one thing I do on my TikTok, it's just the same thing, Allegra Paris, is I'll show my runway content that I do and then um, the workout behind it. Like I'm not just lucky. Like I have to work really, really hard as I get older, especially I'm 28. So I show the workout. And one night I was really tired and I'm like, oh, I got to post on TikTok. And I just threw like uh, some runway content I had just done. And it, it was a really like at the end, it was a good angle of the booty. Really sh- like, of course it was an angle. And then I showed like a workout and I do, I think it could have been filmed from a better angle. So it showed it correct form. Sure. But I'm like, it's TikTok. It's not a textbook. Like I'm not teaching it. I'm just posting it to that. And I said, some ways that I um, get my glutes to grow and keep my quads lean. Like we talk about all the time. All my clients have had those results. Like it's a thing I talk about on this podcast all the time. All my women on my app want that lean, lean quads, lean legs, big booty, built booty. I wake up to a million views <laughs> and now it's at 5 million and Newsweek wrote an article about it. And it was like runway model defends natural glutes. Like the most crazy stuff. I don't even know people being like, what, who's the surgeon or like all this funny stuff. But I'm like, you can see my hamstrings are built. And so one key way to know if someone is like a fake butt or not is if they have no hamstring. Cause then if you have a small little leg from the side and a big butt, sometimes can be fake, but from the front, you can still keep your legs super lean and have a built butt. My hammies are definitely defined and built, but like my quads, I keep them small. Um, so what I want to say, there's like three parts there. I'm like fine with it. I kept it up because if you are like someone in the space, you can see like my form is fine. You're it's just a bad, like slightly bad angle. So I actually did repost the video with a better angle and then it got like no views because no one cared anymore. It's just so annoying. Um, but the first part is they're like, oh, your RDL form is bad. Straight like deadlift. I'm like, no guys, like I can get pretty far past my, they're like, well, maximum feeling of your, your hamstring is by the knee. And I'm like, not when you're, you know, a gymnast your whole life and you're like double jointed in your back you can go a little bit lower. So I was like, do I defend myself on my form there? Nah, like I have another client, I've actually three clients that can get really low. They're really comfortable with it. And they still have a nice flat back, shoulders pulled back, whatever. So that was kind of funny. That was a one point is the form there. And then what else are they saying? Oh, a lot of people were mad at me for saying I didn't want the quad to be big, but you guys, we always talk about that on here. And that's what I'm just like, I think it's okay to not want those things. Like you just want like a lean leg and you want to like still pop up the booty. So I tried to kind of like debunk it. I never said in the video, like I'm not training quads. They're like these movements train quads too. And of course they do. That's one thing I want to explain to you guys. Like when we're doing lunges and like squats, yeah, your quads are getting bit. Your quads are being used. Of course, always. I'm never going to say that they're not, but if you can keep your weight in your heels properly, it's going to go into the glutes. So I'm addressing it because I'm just like so standing by what I posted because it is literally like what I what I do. And also like my videos repeat themselves a lot because fitness is not actually like how everyone wants it on social media where it's always different and changed up and different. Like there's so many versions. No, like we do the same workouts over and over again. And all fitness is about is consistency and good form. 
that's what got so ripped because they just thought the form was bad. But I'm like, guys, no, like knees are in line with toes. Everything's okay. Like I like a three quarter squat, relax. So it was just kind of funny. You guys can go defend me. My sister went like really hard trying to defend me. And then my, the girl I work with for partnership, she was like, Hey, your sister should like not probably like chill. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh my God. But anyways. Um, so yeah, so I was just like kind of bringing that up because I want y'all to know that I'm, my form is there. I promise I wouldn't lead anyone the wrong way. You can keep your quads clean if you're trying to build the booty. So I'm there for you ladies that DM me that all the time. Um, the interesting part with TikTok and why I do love TikTok is you can get videos to like just such a new audience. So I do appreciate that. I feel like I've got a lot more like women excited about my app and stuff. So I do love TikTok. Instagram, it's so weird. I would have posted that and like not really had the same engagement or just be people I already know being like, oh, good, great. But I do check the saves because I really do want to see if you guys are saving the videos. You're, they, they're useful for you and so on. Last thing, I for, almost forgot this, um, how I got into modeling really quick or how to get into it. I get this question so, so, so much. So basically in a nutshell, you want to just like anything else, getting a resume, you want to create a modeling portfolio. So good, good photos of yourself. Obviously you don't want to be in like a full sweater and big pants. Like the agencies want to see what you look like. So just wearing like tight clothing, some with swimwear, some with activewear, some with like a tank top and jeans, um, just creating a general portfolio that includes full body up close beauty shots of the face. Then you're going to send that to a bunch of agencies and then usually they'll reach back out. You can find their personal emails. You want to find the personal email of the agent. You want to just keep trying, trying, trying. Like there's so much denying in the modeling world. I was constantly denied forever and ever. And then you get in there. Um, the second way. So this is kind of like sad, but in the world now of modeling it, they ask you right away, how many Instagram followers do you have? And brands will pick the ones, sometimes the girls with more followers. Why? Because those girls are going to post brand's going to get all that free, you know, marketing. So if you can work on your Instagram account, just get all your modeling stuff on there. People love modeling photos. So your Instagram will grow a bit from that um, on its own. And that is how I grew mine initially. So like I do have uh, still like a lot of, of a male following on my Instagram just because like I grew it for modeling. But point being getting that Instagram up, um, making your Instagram like your modeling resume as well, getting a real professional book. So working with photographers, you know, are going to provide like I don't do the trade stuff anymore. I will just spend the money on a photographer I know is amazing. Like Joey Wright. I love him here in Miami or Vivian Arthur. I'm just going to pay what they need and I'm going to get insane shots and I'm going to put those right in my book. So, and it can be a little bit expensive, but it's completely worth it because you just know you're getting the best shots. Um, so that is how I recommend getting started. It's that book, it's Instagram, and then just not giving up because people will deny you and they might make comments about you. Like the only comments I've ever gotten about like my physical body and stuff are always been from my agency, but once you're in, you're in and it's super exciting. So, um, hopefully that was helpful, but that is how I got into it. I did just recently leave my modeling agency though. It's just nuts. Cause I've been with one for like 10 years. Um, so I do a lot of work just through Instagram on my own. So you can definitely get away with doing that these days if you prefer, but agencies are great because they keep you safe. So if someone says, Hey, come to this address at this time and it's like a random man or something and you're a girl alone, like that's just not always the safest thing that you do, especially in New York city. I was like, I can't do that. So agencies are really cool if you're getting started because your agent will make sure that you are safe. Um, okay guys, that is a lot of stuff at once. I love you all so much. Hopefully it was entertaining and not boring. Just DM me with more topics you want to hear about at, at Allegra Paris, at Allegra Paris Bikini Body. Still DM Dalton, Dalton T. Evans. Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, we're there. Um, but we will see you. I will see you next week. Bye guys.